Welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog, and today I'm talking to Alison. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. And I was thinking... Good. Good uh, to uh, say. Well, how do you pronounce your last name? Um, it's Donna Gee. Donna Gee. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you okay. Okay. So, and, uh, we are using this Ringer app. Right. Yes, we are. I was just trying to put my headset on so it would be more clear, but I can't seem to do it with this. Yeah, you could use a headset or, or your earbuds and plug in your phone. Work. Yeah, just trying to get into preferences so I can do that. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, good. So I will start out. Yeah, great. I will start out uh, okay. reading from your Twitter profile on Domino Thinking. Thinker of un okay. uncommon thoughts, and I can't wait to hear your common thoughts. I am a business owner, speaker, <laughs> radio host, mom, adventure, traveler, dot, dot, dot. And uh, you're located in Nana Imo, British Columbia. Nan how do you pronounce that? Nanaimo. Nanaimo. Is that the Indian name? Native? Uh, I think it is, yeah. actually. And Yes. And your website is dominothinking.com. And you are following uh, 129 peeps and 135 are following you. And uh, yeah. I will thank um, podcast guest dot com the service using this service to uh, get new guests in the pipeline and you were the first person who uh, answered on this uh, you could say classified on uh, podcast guest dot com so thanks for uh, responding to my classified ads there and for <laughs> invitation to be a guest on my show yeah, well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for posting it. Yeah, and we have had uh, some conversations back and forth with the help of uh, a service called X.ie. So it's a virtual uh, assistant with artificial intelligence in order to schedule and booking sites. And we have this time difference. It's, it's uh, what is this, uh, noon in, in Canada now? Uh, for me, it's nine o'clock because I'm on the west coast. Okay, so nine o'clock, so it's nine hours difference then. So, mm -hmm. so we had to be, be back and forth there, but now we are here going on. So that, <laughs> that's gr great. And I, I sent a short uh, email to you also because I like your style to, to think uh, opposite and think in, as a contrarian. And uh, I mm -hmm. said, I look forward to talk uh, with you about your book. Contrarian thinking and tequila, because uh, that will probably <laughs> take at the end. I have a, a thing to say about uh, beverages and so on. But could you start out uh, saying what's up with, with you, Alison, and what you're up to right now? Oh, uh, well, I am. Uh, are you talking like professionally? Yeah, you could say professionally uh, and personally also, and hobbies, interest, whatever uh, you fancy. <clears throat> 
Okay. Well, right now I'm coming off of a book launch. And so that is creating all sorts of new things to learn and understand, which is pretty interesting. I, I hadn't expected to write a book and then the opportunity came up. And as we got talking about the content for the book, it just made sense to, to write it. And that it's, a, it's amazing how when you just start opening your mind to something that you can do, how many other things fall into place as a result of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when I search on your site also, have you already written uh, ebooks and uh, books on Domino thinking there? Because I yes, went to Amazon and, and I saw books there and I was uh, intrigued by the topic. And also uh, your new uh, talk show uh, that you will have that called Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the book when it came out was called um, Change Your Business, Change the World, The Domino Effect of Your Thinking. And then it got picked up by a distribution publishing company called Morgan James, who's an amazing company to work with. And they want to put it into bookstores. And so they <clears throat> we discussed the title and we discussed the look of the book. And so we decided it would be better to change the book to Think Opposite. Um, using the domino effect to change your business, change the world, because really that's what my whole thing is about. If we can suspend our belief long enough to consider a different perspective, then maybe we can start having conversations and, and collaborate more than creating this polarization, which is what we have. And so that's, so on Amazon, it actually exists under both names, mm. which is a little bit confusing right now, but come the fall, when it's in bookstores, it'll all be so much simpler to keep track of. Okay, so then it is, is that your then your first book or, or you have already published a book and doing a, a new revision or an update or a new thing? Yeah, it's, um, it is, a, it is the initial book. Yeah. It's revamped a little bit, but it's, it's a story. It is a second edition, but it is that book. And then I also wrote a chapter in an anthology with 18 other, <clears throat> excuse me, am amazing women talking about the good, the bad, the ugly of business. And it's called the no BS, um, approach, uh, to business. Okay. <clears throat> Good. Mm -hmm. I think that's linked together. No BS and uh, contrarian thinking. If you do it in a rational way, so I, I got mm -hmm. in intrigued when I um, looked around on your site. There, you have uh, quotes and and so on from philosophers like Socrates and others. Mm -hmm. uh, I myself is a fan of Ayn Rand's ideas and uh, also Aristotle. That's why I'm using uh, my Twitter name is Lyceum. Lyceum's cool. Uh. Okay. And talking about like contrarian or opposite, uh, Aristotle, he was a pupil or student of uh, Plato, but he uh, mm. dared to go his own way and uh, be contrarian in the thinking there. So he, he created his own philosophy and uh, it's a famous painting where you see both Aristotle and Plato and uh, Aristotle is pointing uh, towards the earth reality pointing down uh, on, the, mm -hmm. on the ground and Aristotle uh, or Pl Plato is pointing up in the sky and, and there you see this um, difference in, in thinking and then the, pa yeah. the painter he, he painted himself on Aristotle's side so he had painted different uh, famous characters and, and individuals during this time and then he painted in 
himself in his face and his body on the side of Aristotle. So that's an interesting um, historical uh, tidbit and and uh, philosophical. Uh, how do you say scenario? You could say. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. And in business, I mean, it uh, come to that to be uh, opposite, think opposite, or think contrarian. Now with political correctness and others, when uh, here in Sweden you have this, sometimes it ending up in group thinking and consensus, and everybody should be uh, okay with it and so on. Uh, what's What's your <laughs> yeah. take on that? I think it's very dangerous. I think it creates polarization, and I think. It, it ends up that we don't know what the other person is thinking because they're trying to be so politically correct. I think there's two camps. Mm-hmm. There's those people who are trying to be very politically correct and uh, you don't really know what they're thinking. So what they are doing and what they are saying may sometimes be two very different things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's ever a, a good situation for people to be in. And it's definitely hard to navigate that when it's hard to know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. And then, and and I think with the political correctness, It doesn't, I, I, I wonder how much it actually changes things. You know, here we have uh, what used to be called welfare, mm-hmm. which is when you're not working and, and the government is giving you a check every month. Then they decided to change the name to social services. Mm-hmm. It didn't change the fact that it was still welfare, but there was all of this change that went on around this word to try to make people feel better mm-hmm. when in fact they still feel exactly the same way. And so now we get to discuss whether or not it should be welfare, it should be social services, when in fact that really isn't the issue. So it diverts our attention from what the issue is. And the issue is, is that there are people who are poor and in need. And when we're not thinking about that and we're thinking about language, we are not actually solving any problems. And then you have the other camp of people who don't care about political correctness, like Donald Trump, and will say whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. Mm. And I think that is equally damaging in its own way, because it puts up barriers and and polarizes people so that they can't have conversations with each other, because people don't want to talk, they want to convert mm. when they're in that state. Mm. That's interesting, and, and myself, uh, because it's my show i am not politically correct at all but i don't at the same time don't want to i mean have it as a game i that's probably what mm-hmm. trump is is doing he he he, wa- he wanted to win the game and and, and win the race etc and that you see on twitter that is like a never ending mm-hmm. <laughs> babbling uh, and the other side is uh, Uh, often than other people who are writing for for them, and it's very convu- convoluted and, uh, as you said, political correct, and it's no meaning at all. So we have these two yeah. opposites. And what what do you think is the challenge for for your book? Very BS. The uh, the business person who wants to run a business. It could be a solopreneur. It could be a a manager, leader who has employees. Um, mm-hmm. to, to have a straight talk. Uh, But uh, as I said, be fair and to have uh, to listen to different opinions and so on. Uh, do you have tips on that in your your first book? There, yeah, actually, I go into quite a bit in the Change Your Business, Change the World yeah. book, where if we, it, it's all about understanding who we are and then aligning our business to back that up. So if we understand that why we are doing what we're doing, <clears throat> which is often different than our purpose. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes we have jobs that are not our purpose or we have companies that are not our purpose because we have to make a living. And I don't want to confuse the two because sometimes we just don't need to... Um, um, can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, sometimes we don't need to have our business as our passion. Some people are fortunate enough to have that and some people aren't. But if we start exploring why we are in the business that we're in, why are, whether we're an employee or an employer, uh, it's why are you doing that? Why did you start company A instead of company B? Mm. Why are you working as a barista at Starbucks instead of a barista at some local coffee shop or just serving regular coffees at a donut shop? Why are you in that place that you're at? And when you can start to understand that and explore that, then you can use that as a common thread that runs throughout your entire business. You will be able to better communicate with your customers because you know what you're trying to say. You're going to attract those customers that want to work with you because you've put out there in the open who you are as a company. And then when you're hiring staff and you understand why they're working for you instead of your competition, you can start building policies and practices around making your staff feel like they're part of the, the, the program, part of your company, as opposed to just being, um, just filling a seat behind a desk. And then when you look at why you are doing all of that, then you can also look at why you're giving to the community and the way that you give to the community. And when you start aligning all of these things, you can't really hide behind the political correctness because you're putting out there who you are. And you can't really get into that polarization because you're taking other people into consideration like your staff and your customers. So it has to become more collaborative. And so you can't be really in that extreme where Trump lives. Mm. And that will make this cohesive group. Um, of policies and systems and attitudes in your company and it will lead to a more transparent mm. business and this question on answering the question about why is that um, uh, taken or inspired by the simon sinek book uh, and, and his thoughts about that it has been very popular here in social media uh, <laughs> circles and yes so Well, Simon Sinek is brilliant. Mm. I absolutely adore the man. And and I definitely think he was onto something when he talked about the why. And what I really like, and I don't think as many people talk about when it comes to him, is really getting into what you believe. Mm. So put that out there. Let your staff know what you believe in. Let your customers know what you believe in. And that helps them understand your why in a very tangible term. Um. It's, uh, he's actually talking now about millennials, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that yet, no, but. Not yet. Uh, yeah. As a contrarian, there again, I don't think age, and I would probably, thanks my stay there in, in America, my studies and, and also working, then you don't talk about age. Here in, in Europe, for example, especially in Sweden, it's often very focused on age, what kind of age group you are in, into and so on. But mm. it could be interesting for a business person to think about um, uh, target groups and and, and uh, so on. And the mill millennials thinking with the internet, I mean, integrated in their mm -hmm. daily life. Then that that yeah. I'm interesting. But I, I'm often asking people, what do you mean by millennials, and when should you be born there, and is it all over the board, or could people be? unique and be individual 
uh, there. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know which generation I'm. I was born in '68, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, as as I am sometimes joking, as as a con uh, contra revolution, <laughs> because it in that <laughs> area it was happening lots of strange things. So I saw. Right. Uh, 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 recently, I saw this movie. What is called uh, American Pastoral. Um, have mm -hmm. you seen that mu movie? No. It, it, uh, it, it's a fascinating movie, but very uh, scary in a way also. Depending uh, on a girl who, who growing up, uh, becoming a terrorist in, in the hippie movement and so on, and doing all kind of things in in a small town. Um, mm. so, um, that's interesting, and that we could see also. I mean, in the political spectrum, also, uh, what, right. what's happening when this, uh, when you get brainwashed and so on. So, mm -hmm. we, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is. I, I would love to see that movie. What's the name of it? American again? Pastoral. I will link to a review um, that my good friend Scott Holleran in California uh, has done. Uh, I'm mm. not a movie buff myself, but I, when I'm mm -hmm. going to movies, I, I was at, at, in another city south of Sweden, and when we had the opportunity to uh, attend or go to visit a, uh, an old-fashioned uh, cinema, uh, so that was fun to do. And then that was mm -hmm. the movie to pick. So I, when I went to, uh, online and went to my good friend scotthollerand.com uh, and checked if he had reviewed that movie, so and I I read it and said okay I have I have to go and now I posted it so he's to joke waiting for my uh, <laughs> comment on on his review and the film <laughs> movie uh, and mm -hmm. recently now I saw in a daily newspaper here in Sweden no, a review of Lala or L A L A Land that he have right. written a beautiful review of and I that's my personal taste that I want to go watch mostly feel-good movies with a happy ending with some important <laughs> um, values in it. So that's why, for right. example, my favorite movie of all times, I think, is Chocolat with uh, Lasse Hallström. Mm. Have you have you watched that? I, I have. That is a beautiful yeah. movie. And I mean, you could see it as a so-called chick flick or romantic movie. And I, I do uh -huh. that too, but also as a very important movie about um, ideas. And there you could say the contrarian mm -hmm. again. Mother and daughter is coming to a small village in France during Lent, setting up a, a chocolaterie. And that's going mm -hmm. against all the grains and everything that they are so-called <laughs> standing for there. And it's interesting to mm -hmm. see this battle. Yes. Um, and, and that we maybe can, could, could come back to with the small business owners, but also dominant thinking. Could, could you link this domino theory to this political thing also, that if one domino brick is uh, falling, the rest is falling? I saw that book cover that you had that. Uh, right. Or what, what's yeah, the it, what is the leading uh, thinking there or thoughts of line there? Um, well, when with the domino thinking, mm. what happens is that we have a thought yep. and then we act on it. Mm. 
And we don't actually think about where that thought's going to land, who it's going to impact, and what avenues it's going to open, good and bad. And then we end up in a place and go, whoa, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Well, we got there because we didn't actually consider the outcome when we got started on that journey. And I understand that we can't anticipate all potential outcomes, but there has to be some level of accountability when we are doing things mm to think about the ramifications of our choices. And that's really what domino thinking is about, is that taking that second, and it doesn't take that long, not really, not once you start doing it, to go, hmm, if I do this, what will happen? Yep. Yeah, philosophical. And yeah, and get very philosophical about it. And if that's not where you want it to go, then just shift your initial action by 2%, 5%, 20%. 100%, whatever it needs to be shifted by to make sure that you end up where you want to end up. We spend so much time thinking about what we're doing right now. We don't think about th- th- what what could happen. You know, we spend all this time doing science to split the atom without any thought that that's going to become a bomb and it's going to kill people and change humanity. Mm. And it's easy to look back and go, whoa, they should have thought of that. But at the time, they were so intent on doing what it is that they do without considering what would really happen when they unleash that. Hmm. And and what was it? I mean, how you use it in what form? I mean, it could be as a mm-hmm. weapon or it could be as a defense. I mean, it, it's yeah. uh, philosophically speaking, it's called this cause and effect. And also mm-hmm. uh, some friends that I also did a great interview with called uh, Dr. Leonard Peikoff and the, the interview series was called uh, Ideas in Action. So um, mm-hmm. what he had been brought up to and listened to and learned and also he became the heir of Miss Rand. So uh, it's interesting to see this, what kind of effect it have your ideas and, and, and thoughts. So that's good that mm. you point that out. Uh, think about the consequences. Um, yeah, yeah, we and we we don't we don't think about where our information's coming from, and then we don't think about what we're doing with that information. Mm. So there was just a woman's march here um, in the states, and like a million women marched mm. against Trump, and he, uh, and then there was this big article that came out about how, what a mess that they left, mm. yeah. and all of the garbage, and all of and and it became quite this thing, and then there was an opportunity there. Mm to do one of two things. Mm. I guess one, three things. One, you could just ignore it. Two, you could get on that bandwagon and and criticize the women for leaving the mess. Or three, you could take a step further and find out why they left a mess. Mm. And a lot of times they were told to leave their signs by the police Mm -hmm. because they couldn't get on the buses. Sometimes they left them like as a monument. Mm. Um, And in fact, the people that cleaned up a lot of it said it was um, some of the cleanest uh events that they ever had to clean up after mm. so when you think about where that information is coming from what side of the polar opposites are putting out that information what is their motive mm. and then what are you doing with that information and how can you get more information to round out your opinion yeah that's why i like you uh, and we don't do that uh, that's what i like sorry. social uh, no no i'm sorry it's okay uh, <laughs> it's it's going back and forth a conversation and maybe sometimes a debate also and a dialogue. Um, I mean that's why I like social media uh, uh, to see what's happening. Uh, and uh, I'm for freedom of speech uh, and 
And then, of course, you have to take care of your <laughs> responsibilities <laughs> if you do something. So maybe you will uh, listen to my interview with Maria Dolores. She talks about uh, human rights and responsibilities. She has written mm. a book about that. And uh, also what's happening when you get this conflict, like istima, that she calls it. That um, could be anger and how you ventilate that. And so on. Uh, mm. so that, that's things to, to say. I mean, you could be upset about things. You could demonstrate in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. You could do it silently. You could do it with uh, social media. And you could do it out in the street also. But you have to take mm-hmm. consequences of your actions. And and that mm-hmm. I mean here in Sweden we got that when I was in America when uh, I mean I, I have not been a favor of Bush Bushes uh, but when he was visiting <laughs> George W Bush here in in it was it was World Bank or something like that people were out in the streets and throwing stones and crushing things and I mean people here in Gothenburg was afraid of their lives and I got mm-hmm. questions from my friends in America what <laughs> where did I come from and so on. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's scary. And then people hide their faces, and and the police was very pressed. And then they got accused in order to when they tried to calm down and have a safety for citizens. So, so that I think is a scary thing when you have this mob mentality and the anarchist is yeah. roaming in the street. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. And then you could see the other things. Think- what what leading up <laughs> after this movie, I went to the ho- <laughs> hotel room, and then it was a documentary about this uh, sausage guy. To joke, um, Wiener, uh, the mayor, uh, tried to be a mayor in New York. Uh-huh. Uh, have you heard about him? When uh, no, uh, he he was. I uh, mean, he's married. I don't know if he's still, but I think so. With uh, Uma, that was uh, behind uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, mm-hmm. But he, I mean, he uh, he was in a in a scandal in different ways, and then how they should react on that. It was always very, I mean, they thought about what they were thinking, but more tactical in a way, and very mm-hmm. political correct. Mm-hmm. And then he got caught again and again, and he he didn't win the race. But they did a, how to say a reality show, or or they interviewed him and um, and also uh, record him and uh, video. Record him during the, this uh, campaign, and it was mm-hmm. I mean it was interesting to see, but in a very in a way very scary also to see how it was he, how he was acting uh, like a politician and all this camp mm-hmm. around him. So that was that was yeah. a side note how how it could end <laughs> up. So. Yeah, things can go sideways yeah. quickly. Things can go from being totally perfectly safe to being not safe in a hurry. And I think part of this is a result of social media because while social media, and this is like the two sides of the same coin, on the one hand, it does allow us to talk with people that we wouldn't ordinarily get to speak with, which I think is a beautiful thing. On the other hand, it allows us to surround ourselves with people who think exactly like us, which is a dangerous thing because then we think we are more right than we actually are. <clears throat> because everybody in our group is telling us we're right. Mm. I agree. Mm. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I think that we do have a responsibility, <clears throat> excuse me, and to speak up at those times and say, really, do you think that's right? Do you think there could be a different way? Do you think there could be a better way? Mm. And 
use uh, social media as a way to promote conversation. Mm. Like I talk a lot about conversing versus converting. Mm. There's a big difference between having a conversation with somebody and wanting to convert them to your point of view. And it's that converting mm. that gets dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I like conversation and continue the, the thread. But at the same time, of course, uh, I want to get people so-called converted to my philosophy and ideas, but they should do that in a free, freely way. And I'm not the missionary mm -hmm. for it. Even mm -hmm. if I call it right. my, I call myself a social media evangelist and a Renaissance man, because I want to uh, create something better, spreading better ideas and um, better future. Uh, and I'm a very, oh. um, I mean, interested and in, uh, take ideas and principles seriously. So that's why I have here around this half time. Uh, the point about the trader principle that Miss Rand coined. Um, have you any thoughts about uh, that? How you exchange ideas and values in a free society? Oh, um, well, I'm not familiar with what she speaks on. Um, so I don't know if you want to go into that further, or just talk in general about how we exchange ideas. Yeah, you could uh, do that uh, in a general way. Yeah, in general, I think we want to share ideas with the people who think like us because we want to be right. It feels good to feel right. It's it's an aphrodisiac where um, we feel powerful and we feel like we have some say and some control. And then when we encounter somebody who disagrees with us, we feel diminished or we lack confidence and Part of that comes from not even knowing what it is we really believe in. So it makes it very difficult for us to trade ideas when we haven't fully explored our own ideas. And the only way to fully explore our own ideas is to suspend them and to think opposite. Mm. So if I believe in A, I need to think about all the other letters in the al alphabet. I need to think about Z mm. and then encompass everything in between so that... I can now speak intelligently about my position. And I think we can't trade ideas if we don't have intelligent conversations or thought processes. And if we don't question something that we believe in, then what's the point of believing in it? You know, if you take religion, for example, mm. uh, if I'm speaking to somebody who's Christian and that's all they've ever studied, that's all they ever know, mm. I'm not that interested in really having a conversation with them. But if somebody has studied all religions and decides that Christianity is the one that works best for them, I want to have a conversation with that person. Mm. It's going to be far more intelligent. It's going to be far more well-versed. And it will, it'll engage me in a way that speaking to somebody who comes from a solo point of view won't. So when we trade ideas, I think it's important to come to the table with a clear understanding of what our own ideas are. And if we don't have that own clarity, then be open to what the other person has to say. And uh, myself and have studied most of the religious in, in different ways. And Aristotle, he was uh, in a way an uh, originator of uh, primitive and philosophy uh, and what it led up to. And I am myself is an atheist. I am a, a joke, a believer in the reason. So, uh, mm. Take it uh, reason for in a serious way. But I, I at mm -hmm. the same time, I say that I have, have had most... Um, interesting discussions, debates, and di dialogues with religious people, because they are 
theories and take uh, principles and, and ideas, in, fundamental ideas in a, in a serious way. But I know mm-hmm. the ideas in action and the consequences of these ideas. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm look out for it also, what's happening. Right. For example, when, yeah. when Donald Trump, um, together with other men, he was signing about the woman's right about against uh-huh. abortion. Uh, right. So I mean that's one consequence. Or for example, uh, a militant Muslim that don't allow you to, uh, if you do a character of uh, Allah or Muhammad or something like that, uh, when you have freedom mm-hmm. of speech. So I mean it's interesting to to see that, and it could see the consequences in a very hard way. So you mm-hmm. could have a very interesting discussions, and you could think like. Uh, You have this expression, uh, and that I often try to do, think like a devil's advocate and also think from the other side. And, and you, mm-hmm. you're a supporter of freedom of speech and defend even so-called your enemies. But you should also yeah. be be very aware what would ha- would happen if they are in power or if, uh, if they are not for freedom of speech or letting the other side uh, speak up. And that we have seen, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in many ways recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's a scary, but also through history, of course. I mean, right. you have to, as I say, learn from the history, live today and pluck the day and then plan for the future. So. Yeah, sounds like a pretty simple formula. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> simple. And then it's, I mean, put it in action and do it. Yeah, uh, it's not so simple. Yeah. Yeah, I think people stumble on some of those bits. I think we become attached to one of the three, mm. but the secret is actually engaging in all three of them. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, for me, it's uh, who was saying that, but I mean, leaders are readers, and, but, and, and you mm. l- learn, and you study, and you read books. And a segment here is also from audiobooks, um, audibletrial.com forward slash ego. And there you could ego netcast, and there you could get the free trial of an audiobook. Uh, mm-hmm. And they are owned by Amazon. Uh, so your book, uh, where you could find that at Amazon, right? Because I was searching, you had yes. a link. Will will it be in audio format also? It will be in the fall. Yeah. Okay. So when my book actually hits the bookstores, they'll be doing a um, an audio version of it, which will be. Would be really great to have done, um, and it is a really great thing that Amazon has with Audible, mm. because when you think about how much time we spend in transit, yep. I listen to more books than I read now mm-hmm. because I'm I drive a lot, yep. and I'm on planes and and I'm traveling and and I'm not always in a place where I can just pull out a book, and it's so easy to just have. It there and there's something about hearing somebody else say the words mm-hmm. that changes it from this silent thing that happens inside your own head when you're reading mm-hmm. to actually hearing mm-hmm. it and I think it brings in a different perspective of with using different senses and uh, yeah I'm a big fan yeah and that's why I'm a big fan of podcasting also it you could I mean mm-hmm. uh, of course it could be fun maybe uh, to see each other and watch each other and, <laughs> and people could watch us as a video and I like that too but to mm-hmm. concentrate on the on the sound and, and listening to it and you could do it in whenever you want uh, during walks whatever walking the cat 
or or <laughs> yeah, cooking or <laughs> doing other things. Of course, you have to have some kind of concentration and focus also. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but you could when you have reading or listening to books, you could also do other things, and it takes uh, it's easier and you could get through the book. But um, at the same time, I did a review of um, um, what was it called? Now it was was it Tim Sanders? I will check it up on small business trends uh, to be a fan of books and the lovers of books and especially hardcovers. And he explained that uh, why you should have real books also and especially hardcovers mm-hmm. because it's something with the feeling, the sensory thing. The right notes yeah. to uh, to even smell uh, the book <laughs> and so on. So I always have books in my backpack also, but it's very mm. efficient and effective, and you could grasp things in, in, in a quick way with audio books. So I I like mm-hmm. the combination, uh, and then also to have uh, so-called simpler books like in pocket that you could give away, or you could easily put put in your in your pocket and, and so on. So I think all these different forms is, uh, is good. It is. It is. I think it's uh, people fall into categories of where they can best get the information. I think the key is to get information, to learn, to to expand and consider. I know when I switched from books to iPad, mm-hmm. it was I, I struggled with it a little bit. I didn't want to give up that book because it's like you say, there is something really cool and tangible about holding a book and getting lost in it. And even now, if I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm just reading a novel, I'm good on my, I'm on, on my iPad. But if I'm learning from a book, if it's a business book or something like that, yeah, I need the hard copy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And they'll listen to it. Like I'll get the audible too and I'll listen to it. But I think it's that engaging as many, um, ways of participating in what you're taking in as possible. Yeah, and besides your own book that's soon coming then in in this version, do you have any uh, tips or suggestion or something that you are reading, listening to at the moment? I'm reading a book called um, Against Empathy, mm-hmm. and I'm finding it really quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's how empathy can often get in the way of us making good choices. Yeah. And that we think that because we're being empathetic, we are actually right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when often when we act in the name of empathy, we're not right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really I can't think off my top of my head who wrote it right now, but a very enjoyable, thought provoking book. Great, yeah. highly recommending it. I will add that in show notes because personally, I must say, I mean, maybe it's sometimes a difference in different languages, but I have a. a how do you say? Struggle with the word empathy because it's very easy to add on. If, for example, you have a dialogue, debate, discussion with somebody, and then somebody mm-hmm. says, because they don't uh, agree with your thoughts and they think it's harsh or whatever, they say you don't have empathy. Especially, I mean, <laughs> my uh, philosopher that I'm subscribing to. If you say that you're a rational egoist or that you're for capitalism or whatever, you could be easy for uh, the opposition to say this kind of things, that you are cold-hearted, that you have no empathy, for example. And that's when that's why they created these new uh, new words, uh, new speak, as you said, with welfare and others, with uh, mm-hmm. coming up with things. Because often they are not in their situation, but they put, how do you say, they take this missionary 
paying for others instead of letting right. them figure it out. Uh, yeah, and that's the danger yeah. of empathy. Yeah. Because we think we know better. Yeah. And if you think about it, empathy is just a story we're telling ourselves yeah. about another person. Yeah. And who knows if that story is actually accurate or not. One of the examples that he uses in this book is that if there's a vaccine that goes out and a child dies from it, mm -hmm. people want to take it off the market because they over-empathize with this child that died in her family. Mm -hmm. But by taking it off the market, you could have dozens, yep. hundreds of other kids dying because they're not getting the vaccine. Mm. So, was being empathetic to this one child worth taking the vaccine off the market and having hundreds die? And that's very and important to say because vets have been often accused <clears throat> for people who have invented things in, in the early days and then later on they, they uh, attack them and say, Mm -hmm. and, but we have benefit for, for a long time. That's why, for example, when I see a, how do you say, um, a factory or, or skyscraper or something like that, I, I thank the industrial revolution uh, mm. uh, because it's have led up what, what we could do right now. Otherwise, we, have, we, we, we wouldn't be able to sit here and have a conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but of course, I'm for this modern age also and times and what you could do in different ways. But if if it hasn't been for the history and the development there, we haven't been here right now, been able to use mm -hmm. the technology for, for our purposes. Right. Well, and I think it's important too to advocate for those wins mm. that we've had in our history that's given us this life that we have and then advocate for what is actually working. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if we focus more on what's working and sometimes not as much on what's not working, we can create a positive atmosphere around us. Now, I'm a big fan, too, of looking at what's broken mm -hmm. so yep. that we can fix yep. it. But I think there is definitely this negativity go along. And I think there's a big difference between looking at something and saying, oh, you're doing it wrong. Mm. Don't do it that way. Mm. And saying, hmm, I see why you're doing that, mm. but there may be a better way. Can we explore that? Yep. And then that becomes a collaborative effort and you're working on getting a solution to the problem. You're not just pointing up there's a problem, mm. you're actually part of the solution. And I think if we can all start becoming, focusing on the what's working and then when something's not working, become part of the solution instead of just part of the people that are trashing it, mm. I think we'll see faster progress. Yeah, I mean, one recent example here is now uh, this dumb idea to build a wall. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and that will come up to lead up to the, the tequila thing and or and oranges and drinks because uh, with, without uh, people coming from one border to other you, Americans and others wouldn't wouldn't be able to have these uh, nice right. beverages but here that's the discussion here in Sweden also because it's lots of influx of people and and you it's in Europe it's easy to get access and we have lots mm -hmm. of challenges here, but as I say, I'm for free immigration and um, immigrate. How do you say on the other side when you go out or and go in? But then at the same yeah. time, you have to have rules, and you have to have safety, and you have to be very clear about that you don't uh, agree on on crimes or things that are threatening our lives. Uh, but mm -hmm. I mean, Mexicans are not doing that in general. Uh, of course, you have all things with, with smuggling and drugs and whatever things that are not good. 
Um, and that you should stop. But, I mean, a wall will not uh, so-called be the solution. Uh, and it's also and a symbolic thing. So, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, because in the... They took down the Berlin Wall for a reason. Yeah, and uh, and I'm very happy with that happened. And, and, and here in Sweden, we had... <laughs> people who were defending the Berlin Wall and the communists and so on. And and, mm. and, um, and you also saw when I, I, I did, a, how do you say, when I was doing an pro international project uh, for the nation course, uh, we had an experience, um, practical experience at the end uh, for like three months. And then I went to Schopron, Hungary. And there it was that the Berlin Wall was... Uh, taken down first and then it was in Berlin but it was in Hungary first so they had yeah. this uh, called um, uh, how do you say um, picnic with the with uh, the trabants and the small cars so they knew in 89 where around the time when the uh, wall would fall but then it was easy to go there in in Hungary and the border to Austria and so on and coming from Exlock and other places, uh, so they took their um, vans and the cars, and and at a special moment they opened the borders, and I have been there and seen this historical, I'd say, scary moment because still you mm -hmm. see watching posts, you see minefields, you see um, it's almost like a desert, uh, and and there it was borders between west and and east. But yeah, you're right about that, and and uh, we we should have bring down the walls and uh, have free borders, and at and the same time to be to be safe. So. Mm -hmm. And I think, like I I believe uh, that cultures should be shared. I believe there's also needs to be caution when doing it, which is not to say stop doing it, but it's to say make sure there are structures in place that best serve everybody involved because when you take one culture that believes in something very strongly mm. and you put them in another culture who doesn't have maybe rules around that how does that impact like it creates a state of chaos mm. and then it's harder to manage after the fact but if before the fact we can lay platforms and groundwork for a transition or a way of dealing with it, I think we're much better off than trying to fix the problems after the fact. And we, I just see us constantly jumping into action and then going, uh-oh, now we have to fix something. And and I, it is good to sometimes leap mm. and then figure out how to build the parachute on the way down. Yep. I, I get that that's an important thing to do as well. But I think we do have to take some caution with it yeah. and and then of course act on it because there is so much value to to exploring other cultures and and sharing the gifts that exist within those cultures mm. so so what's your future plan in the canuk country uh well i think i'll be speaking more about these kinds of things mm. and traveling more and just soaking up all the information that i can with the way that people process the way they think about things, uh, working with businesses to help them think about how they're doing things differently so that they can use their business for more than just a tool to make money, but as a tool to actually create positive change. Mm. Are you mainly speaking in North America or are you going 
visit Europe also and other Asia? And- I will speak anywhere. I'm a travel yeah. fanatic, so I want to go everywhere. And if there's a speaking opportunity at the end of it, I will be happy to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, do you do you have any mm-hmm. tips on future guests or or topics? Uh, I mean, I have now this great service, the podcast dot com. So I'm all, almost booked for a year now. If I would have a guest every month and then have a solo show every every two weeks, then so it will be uh, every two weeks I will have a show because I have another show together with a co-host in Swedish called about productivity and tea. Mm-hmm. So it's called productivitet in Swedish. It's a made-up oh, nice. word of uh, to be productive and drink tea. So, I like it. So we, I like it a lot. So we, we drink tea and then we talk about to do things and other things like that. And we're coming in a way from different directions. And But it, it's interesting to have this um, conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's uh, my plan. Uh, and now with your show, is will it be a podcast or will it be a radio show or both? Both. Yeah. So it'll uh, we record live, yeah. and which is kind of cool because then we can have people phone in, mm-hmm. and uh, there's an 800 number, yeah. and people can phone in and and comment and bring up their points of view because they really want to encourage this conversation okay. between opposing points of view. Yeah. And so the show's called Think Opposite, and it's um, with uh, CTR Network, mm-hmm. Contact Talk Radio Network. Okay. And it airs Wednesdays at 1 Pacific Standard Time. And then it'll be aired repeat show uh, 12 hours later and then a couple more times through the week. And then it'll be available on iTunes and through my website, dominothinking.com as well. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I had a radio show all of last year, but it was a very different type of show. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely more up my alley. Hmm. Great to hear and uh, interesting to... uh about your future plans and you keep keep uh, us posted here and what's ha- what's happening yes for sure and uh, feel free to join my if you're not already part of my domino thinking page on facebook mm-hmm. and uh, we can i can share some of your posts your shows and stuff on there i'd be really happy to do that great do you have any like uh, giveaway for listeners readers fans of ego netcast or some bits that you want to, to give away or direct them to some place? Go. Um, well, I would be happy to gift. Um, I could probably gift like five copies of my book. Oh. So if anybody wants to email me yeah. at allison at dominothinking.com, I will send off three of my books, Change Your Business, Change the World. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Great. And if anybody just wants to talk or if, the, if I've said anything that treats conversation or if they have questions, if they're running their own business and they have a question about it, I'm always more than happy to uh, get on a phone call or through email answer questions. Yeah, maybe they have the opposite uh, views in some ways with myself <laughs> yeah. and you. I don't know. So that's, <laughs> and that's the well, thing. I I, that's, yeah, I like, you know, go ahead. I like lurkers. I like uh, so on, but I want often want to have a, I mean, conversation. I mean, for for example, uh, to, to joke, but also to be serious, uh, with our podcast in Swedish, our first review was one star review. A, mm. and, and a person who said that we had wasted 10, 10 minutes of his life uh, because <laughs> we didn't come to, I mean, uh, to, how do you say? We, we talked about like, 
thinking about things and drinking tea and I mean it's just how to do things and people could be very used to I want to have uh, tricks and tips directly show me uh, the thing but it's a conversation but when I found the reviewer on Twitter also and asked if he had written the review and he said yes and I said when we will uh, mention and and uh, read out loud your review on our show and then he said is this a thing of for me to have another uh, take on your show and listen and it, I mean in in way it's not but we want to have this uh, conversation and continue of the thread and we like to have both uh, rice or how do you say uh, roses or or tomatoes or whatever uh, so uh-huh. to have uh, constructive criticism and feedback we, we like too so but mm-hmm. we at the same time I'm, I'm aware that people because podcast you could listen whenever you want you could nod if, uh, during the show you could say you could maybe how to say uh, do a fist or or swear or something like that <laughs> uh, but often it takes some time to write a review to give stars to, to reach out on Twitter and other things because mm-hmm. it takes time uh, and so on and so so I'm happy anyway if people listen but even better if they reach out in one way or another and uh, adding their two cents to the conversation mm-hmm. yeah well because that's when the conversation happens we certainly learn more from the people who disagree with us yeah. and the people who agree with us yeah, yeah. that's great so and uh, it's domino domino thinking do you have some other sites or, or other places that you want them to, to go to well that's my main website yeah. dominothinking.com you can find me on facebook under the same name i have instagram under the same name mm-hmm. and then i have my name allison donaghy and that is my last name spelled d-o-n-a-g-h-e-y and that's on linkedin and twitter mm-hmm. great so now we mm-hmm. will come to this important question what's your favorite beverage and somewhere <laughs> on your site uh, uh, things about me or things that I like or dislike and other things like that I saw this uh, special beverage or how do you say uh, things that you drink with uh, with a twist especially in on the other side of the wall in in Mexico tequila yes so how should it be yeah. drunk and uh, what's your favorite uh, i mean we are not sponsored by any brand yet but maybe we'll could end up with that <laughs> uh, well i always think that um it should be drink on the rocks mm-hmm. because if you can't drink it on the rocks it's probably not a good enough uh tequila yeah and uh <clears throat> and i think it should be definitely drank with good company yeah And my favorite one right now is called um, Class Azul. Mm. I think that's how you say it. Mm. And it comes in a beautiful bottle. And it is it's my favorite. At the time, a friend of mine introduced it to me. For Christmas, I buy him expensive scotch and he buys me expensive tequila so that we can broaden our horizons. Mm. And this is right now by far my favorite. So, yes, on ice in good company. That sounds great. So we'll add that <laughs> in show notes somehow. Uh, so you have to send me an email about that. And I like uh, tequila as an ingredient in my favorite um, drink, margarita. Mm. <gasps> yes. And I, I recently went on a trip to Denmark, and there they had uh, Juan Tro uh, with blood, blood oranges. So it was uh, red mm. oranges. 
And so I will test that yeah. and see how that works. With, and then you have tequila, and then you have, uh, or some other uh, citrus liqueur, and then te uh, tequila, and then lime juice. And I think it's mm. it's both wheat, and then it has a kick to it, and then this tequila flavor that you don't really know how to describe. So... Mm -hmm. And now you got your incoming uh, phone call, I think. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I, no. usually I'm unplugged, but no, I've unplugged it now. Yeah, no, so no problem. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's, that could be a show at, at its own, to just tequila. Oh, and, yeah, and maybe I talk a lot about tequila. <laughs> to think about opposite, is it true with this, and I know it is not, but with this warm, or what do you say, in the bottle? I'm sorry? This, oh, the worm yeah. in the bottle. Yeah, I avoid the worm. Yeah. <laughs> but I know people who don't. Yeah. So it's uh it's a personal taste. Mm. Uh, and yeah. and it's been it's like uh, they they call it here like a fairy tale or how do you say it's something that uh, it's made up like uh, um a rat in the pizza uh, and so. It's like an urban yeah, legend. Urban legend, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> my my brother's name is Urban, so uh, oh. the, the man from the city. But it's also, as you said, Urban Dictionary or Urban le le Legends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I bought tequila that has worms in it. So oh, okay. It's yeah, true. It's true. Yes, <laughs> it exists. <laughs> I have drinking beverages with chili peppers in it. That's more my liking. Because mm. so. yeah. I uh, chili head, I like uh, hot stuff. And uh, during this conversation, I have uh, had my favorite be beverage that is tea. And I'm drinking right mm. now matcha green uh, powder tea. It's been very nice. good for my voice and, and also to focus during this yeah, conversation. It's healthy. Yeah, it's healthy, very healthy. Very healthy. Do you drink yeah. tea or? I'm not a big tea drinker, no? which is a shame. Yeah, when you have to uh, start. Because I like the idea yeah. of it. I, but then I always kind of, anytime I'm given tea, I always just kind of think it tastes like watered down flavor. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I don't, uh, I don't drink it that often. And then I think it's something that you explore, yeah, it is. like most things, yeah. to find what you like. And and I don't always have the time or inclination for that. But <clears throat> it's not that I don't drink it. I just don't explore it on my own. Yeah. And uh, maybe one day yeah, yeah. I will. But and I, I do when I travel. I tend to drink more tea when I'm in different countries yeah. than I do when I'm at home. And, uh, oh, they have, I was in Cambodia mm -hmm. and they have a really good spicy drink um, in Siem Reap. Mm -hmm. No, is that where it was? Oh, and so, yeah, when you said putting chili in, in alcohol, I was like, oh, yeah, I've had that. That was excellent. Okay. So now when I'm going through the show notes, you have to send me some links here and so on, because it will be hard to find uh, these things, I think. But, uh, yeah, I'll be... see if I can find a recipe for that drink for you. Yeah? Um, I'm sure somebody has it from who I was with there. And they also serve alcohol that has tarantulas in it. What, what did they have in it, you said? A tarantula, like those giant spiders? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm afraid of all spiders, so I wouldn't... Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they put it in a jar and I guess the poison uh, uh. Um, ferments <laughs> and it becomes an alcohol. And I, I, didn't, I didn't try it. I did eat crickets, but I did not try the spider yeah, wine. You could eat <laughs> chocolate-covered crickets. Uh, and that I will include mm. in the show notes about how, how to brand a, a company. They, they had this... Uh, uh, crickets, uh, like a phone company that changed its name to something with crickets. And then they send out the mm. uh, chocolate covered uh, crickets to 
to bloggers and other influencers, and they really got talked about them in a way. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's it's fascinating what you what what you could um, what do you say consume in different ways. Oh yes, yes, and I um I I try to try things that are put in front of me. Yep, <laughs> some of it I just have to say no to, but sometimes it's uh yeah. That's that's good to know. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, lots of different culinary things here around the world. And uh, mm-hmm. I will end with uh, here a call to action that uh, stay tuned with the Ego Netcast uh, and go to egonetcast.com forward slash support. And there you could support the show in different ways. You could spread the good word, you could try to review, give stars, donate and uh, donate things, and etc. So with that, I want to, to ask you to again, uh, Alison, to say something um, like an end note or a plug of your site or something that you come up with, the end note. Mm-hmm. Sorry? Yeah. Do you have anything that you no. want to end with? You, you, oh. you as a guest get the <laughs> last say. All right. Um, I would just like to challenge people to think about what they think about, to once a day think opposite. And it can be in a really small way. But if you find yourself feeling very passionate about something, take a second, take a deep breath and consider the different perspective. Because in doing so, you're opening yourself up to more learning and to helping create a better world. So think opposite once a day. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, Alison. Thank you for your time and thanks for the conversation. And uh, talk to you soon again. Sounds great. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Cheers.